Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. There, bright lights. It's Angela, and I am so excited. It is launch day for Time Builder. So, we have spent quite a few episodes going through some of the highlights of my new book. It's called Time Builder. You can get it at architectingpodcast.com. There's a link right on the front page, and I can't wait for you to read it. In fact, Because you are part of this audience, for the first week of the launch, if you enter code TIME21, you will be able to download the book at half price. And that is my thank you to you for being part of this incredible community called Architecting. Today, we are on our last highlight, which is about receiving. And you might be thinking, What can receiving possibly have to do with time management? Well, I am so glad you asked because you can't liberate the hours in your day that you need to so that you have the balance and the space to really pursue your life purpose unless you have resources. And those resources are things like other people stepping in to help out, being able to network and leverage opportunities so you don't have to spend as much time pounding the pavement, clawing your way up the career ladder, being able to hire help, being able to ask for help. Those are all ways of receiving, and they're all ways that most of us feel pretty damn uncomfortable. So we are going to focus on this today. One of the big things that you can receive from others is time. But in order to receive their time, you have to do two things. One, you have to be vulnerable and admit you're not super powered and that you need help. Two, you have to be willing to delegate. And delegation is really hard for creative people. We are white-knuckled holding on to our ideas. They're our baby. We've made them. We feel so strongly and deeply about what we've made and done. How could anyone else possibly love it? as much as we do, possibly give it the attention and care that we would, possibly do it the way we would do it? And the answer is, they won't. But that doesn't mean they won't love it. It doesn't mean they won't care or be committed. It just means they'll do it in a different way than you would. And that's okay. In fact, it actually 
if you care about and love what you're making and doing so much, letting it go 10x's its impact because the people you are delegating to take on the mission with you are going to be able to take it places you never thought it could go, right? It's kind of like if you said, I need a four-sided shape. And people were giving you trapezoids and rhombi. And you're like, no, it has to be a square. Nothing else but a square. And you're missing out on the fact that those shapes might be better or more advantageous because you're locked into your own way of looking at it and defining the problem. And it's the same thing with your creative work. That it needs to be a four-sided shape in this analogy is the creative breakthrough. How that got interpreted is the beauty of letting go and delegating. If you really want to harness your time management skills, harvest more hours out of your day, you got to be willing to be a leader. And being a leader means letting go and delegating. Just ask yourself at every moment, who else could do this? And there's a double blessing with the delegation, too. Not only is it a help to you and your mission, like we just talked about, but you're giving another person a chance to develop their voice, their skill sets, their point of view. So you're actually giving them a gift by letting them help you. But delegating is certainly easier than it sounds. And I'm a recovering control freak myself. I'm also an introvert, so I love working solo. And it can feel really, really hard, really, really awkward to suddenly have this other person that I have to think about. Which is why I want to kind of cover what it takes to be successful at delegating because it's not just saying, here, do this, or here's an example of what I did, copy it. It is really about communication. It is really about connecting with someone and establishing trust, being able to work together. So the first thing that you need to really understand for successful delegation is that it's about communication. Always make sure your directions are clear and concise. Don't go off on tangents. Don't explain the rationale three steps back of how you got to here. That makes it more confusing for someone to understand what you're asking to do because you're muddying the water. Next, make sure that the skill set that the person has matches the task you want them to do. For example, you wouldn't ask someone who doesn't know how to use a rendering program to give you renderings. They wouldn't be able to do it. You wouldn't ask an intern to do a code review. They wouldn't know how to do it. So definitely make sure that the person you're delegating to has the skill set to be able to contribute to the project, even if they're learning as they go. It should feel like a decent match and a reasonable stretch, not an impossible one. Then the 
Last part of the communication part of delegation is clear expectation. When should it be done? What should it look like when it's done? What are your expectations on how it's going to perform? All right, next delegating tip is feedback. You need to be checking in with your delegate. You need to be mentoring them. You can't just leave them with the task and come back when it's due. You need to help them see what they're doing well, where they need to improve. You need to make sure the emerging work product is aligned with what's needed for the project, that they're not doing too much work and burning hours or too little work. Finally, time management. It's harder than you think to manage someone else's time because you're used to gauging things by how you work. Now you've got to find appropriate milestones for somebody else. And as you can imagine, those milestones will be different based on who the someone else is. You've got to make deadlines and checkpoints along the way really clear so that you don't jump in and start micromanaging them, but you also know exactly what's happening and that the task is on course. I hope this helped you today to get a little better sense on receiving and especially about receiving help and how to make sure that rather than being the burden, it sometimes can feel like to have to delegate to someone else, that it actually is giving you time back to focus on your zone of genius, the things you are best at. If you found this helpful, my goal is always to be of service to you. Please share. If you know someone else who could benefit from these ideas, pass this along. Let them know that they can subscribe to this podcast. It is totally free. That way you get a notification every time there is a new episode. And definitely come join us on Instagram or in the Facebook group. We'd love to have you there. And finally, do yourself a favor. Even if you don't think you have time management issues, if you've ever felt stressed or overwhelmed, you are going to love my new book, Time Builder, architectingpodcast.com. It's an ebook. You can download it and start reading it right now. I would love to hear what you think. And remember, use coupon code TIME21, T-I-M-E-2-1, all capital letters, I will also put a link in the show notes and that will get you a 50% discount for being part of this community for the first week of the book launch. Take care. See you later. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind the scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired.